Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Financial Independence Podcast, the podcast that dissects the brains of some of the most inspiring and intelligent personal finance writers to find out their strategies for pursuing financial independence and early retirement. Uh, before we get started today, I just wanted to thank everyone that's uh, left a review on iTunes. Uh, there's uh, quite a few that popped up in December, so uh, it really helps, I think, spread the word about the show. Um, after releasing my last episode, I, I looked and I was almost in the top 10 of all investing podcasts on iTunes, which is absolutely crazy considering how little I actually podcast. Um, so thank you guys, one, for listening and uh, two, for taking the time to leave a review. Um, if you're still interested in leaving a review, that'd be great. I'll put a link in the show notes and you can just click that and say hopefully something nice about the show and that'll, that'll help spread the word some more. So uh, today on the show, I'm excited to introduce my guest. Uh, it's uh, Jay Money from BudgetsAreSexy.com and RockstarFinance.com and soon to be a new podcast with uh, Paula Pant from AffordAnything.com. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember that I interviewed Paula quite a while ago uh, talking about really interesting things like real estate investing and pursuing financial independence and um I'm really excited that these guys are teaming up to uh, produce their own show, um, and they were actually kind enough to interview me for the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm not exactly sure when that's going to get released, but I imagine it'll get put out before I put this show out, so just take a look in the show notes, and there should be a link to that episode and to the new podcast. Um, I'm pumped that Jay's here with me today, though, because uh, this is a long time coming. I met I first met Jay back at a uh, conference, I think back in 2013, and uh man, just the nicest guy. This is back before I even considered myself a blogger. And I just, you know, I felt awkward being at a financial blogger conference, to be honest. I was like, man, my site's small. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but Jay was one of the first people I met. And uh, he was just so nice. And he was saying really nice things about my you know, writing and stuff. And it just, uh, it, it made me, it was like the first time I actually felt like I was part of the community. So um, it's, uh, we've been good buddies ever since. We always meet up uh, at least once a year for beers. At these conferences, and uh, I was excited to just have a chance to sit down and pick Jay's brain because he's been in the game for a lot longer than most people, and uh, he's seen lots of changes happen over the years. And uh, I just wanted to talk to him about that and talk to him about all the stuff he's learned after writing for nearly eight years. So, so yeah, without further delay, uh, Jay, welcome. Thanks for being here. What's up, Mister Scientist? <laughs> Not much, man. I'm I'm really glad we're getting the chance to do this. We've. Uh, We've met and hung out quite a few times in person already, so uh, it's about time I got you on the podcast to really dive into your brain, because uh, when I see you in person, it's just uh, usually just beers, and you're getting pulled into like 5,000 different directions, so. Yeah, I'm a chatty Cathy. <laughs> you, yeah, you are what I aspire to be at conferences, so if, any, if anyone out there goes to any conferences where Jay Money's at, you just need to look at him, and, and he'll teach you exactly how to do it. I'm still practicing, but yeah, it's amazing what you what you do in a in a short weekend there. Well, man, I'll tell you, I'm good at the socializing part, the doing the business, which uh, a lot of people are doing their actual work, I'm not so good at, but you know, we, we pick and choose our our stuff, we, our skills and what we like to do. Absolutely. You're building relationships. That's the important thing, which is, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like at the end of the day with all this blogging and podcasting and everything, I just love the community, you know, Absolutely. like talking about money, ideas, crazy stuff. And if you could do it with a beer in your hand, face to face, man, it's awesome. That's I love the best it. part. Yeah, I completely agree. So yeah. So people who may not know about your site, uh, which are probably few and far between at this stage, uh, can you just talk about, uh, yeah, what is uh, Budgets Are Sexy, and uh, and then we'll start you know, getting into how you got there. 
Yeah, so I started um, BudgetStarSexy.com back in 2008, um, and it's pretty much just my, I mean, it's honestly like a diary of my money. It's pretty personal. Um, I'm not good at like, here are like the 10 tips to do this and that. Like, I'm not a writer at heart. I like just getting ideas out though, and I like, I like starting conversations with money. Um, so usually what happens is something in my day life, whether I did something awesome with money or, or stupid with money, I'll blog about it and then let it open for discussion. And we have a good community of people that ask questions and tips and stuff in the comments. Um, but yeah, it's just pretty much my, my avenue to get the discussion going. Um, and you've been and, doing it since 2008, is that correct? Yeah. So 2008, we, uh, my, my fiance and I at the time bought a house. Um, at the, pretty much like when the peak of the market happened and then it like dropped a little bit and we're like, Oh, like we should buy a house. Like all our friends are doing it, you know, like it's like the next step to do. And this is before I knew anything with money or early retirement or any of that stuff. I just was pretty much going with the flow and copying people, to be honest with you, like trying to figure out how to be an adult, you know? <laughs> right. uh, so we, we actually started looking for a two bedroom apartment to rent, randomly stumbled across the house. And thought, you know what? Let's buy this thing uh, within 48 hours. No money down. Like literally, I didn't pay, put a penny down on it. We bought like a $350,000 house in the DC area. Wow. Um, and I was like, oh, I should probably. I was never bad at money, but I was never good. I was just kind of even all the time. Um, and I said, oh, let me Google budgeting. You know, I should probably have a budget, right? Um, and I kept coming across like all these stories of people's money online. Like, here's my net worth. Like, here's like how I saved, you know, $10,000. And I don't know me, I, I connect with people more than, you know, companies or organizations, I guess. Sure. Um, so that really, for me, like hearing one on like a person as if we were like having a coffee together, just tell me their journey was really influential for me. And after a couple of months of reading that, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to talk about my journey and you know, all these people like write so well and they're very like conservative. And I was like, I'm just going to be me. And I started like cursing and talking about beer and saving and pre-partying and all this kind of stuff, um, which was fun for the first few months. And, and I started getting an audience. Um, and then after, once I started getting an audience, I was like, man, this is, this is addicting. You know, <laughs> like it was fun. And then like, like after six months when like an advertiser was like, Hey, I'll pay you 20 bucks for this. And I was like, what? I'm going to get paid. <laughs> Like, you know, this is awesome. Um, so it kind of just snowballed from there. That was seven years ago. And after about two or three, I think after three years, I, you know, went uh, self-employed and I've been self-employed for about four years now, just blogging and, and doing online projects. That's amazing. So uh, what were you doing before you made the switch to full-time blogging? Um, I was kind of a job hopper. Uh, my dad was in the military, so I was used to, you know, traveling every two years for, you know, when I was living at home. Um, and after I got to college and graduated, I kind of was like, oh, I'm going to go and move to New York City and, and be a famous graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. Um, and then I got to New York and I was like, oh, like people are really good here and they like really care and they're hustlers. And I was not at the time. <laughs> so I ended up working like customer service, Old Navy for quite a while. <laughs> um, and then I kind of went back um, to the Virginia, D.C. area. Um, and I started doing like I worked in E-Trade for a couple of years. Um, I just kind of wherever, like I was trying to get like my first like nine to five job, you know, right. um, and I somehow stumbled across like the startup scene, uh, back when like ringtones were really big. Um, I, I worked with the couple, you know, and, and those companies were good. And that kind of was like my first foray into like, not like a suit and tie kind of job, I guess. Um, and that's when I started the blog really, like I didn't had a job more than two years in a row probably. 
Um, so the blogging for me, which is now like seven or eight years, has, has been a big uh, you know thing. But yeah, I would say overall my background has been in like customer service and a little graphic design work. Sure. And uh, I think I read somewhere you had 38 jobs before you started blogging. Is that about right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Everything from like car washer to dishwasher to Old Navy. Man, yeah. I worked at a uh, stamp factory once. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It was crazy. The security at stamp factories, I mean, you couldn't have pockets because like to them, the stamps were like, kind of like currency. Right. So if you were to like steal one like handful of stamps, it could be like like $5,000 worth, right? Because oh, right, yeah. they're, they're tiny and packed. So like security guard, I mean, metal detectors, it was crazy. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. That's cool. So, um, so how, so you, okay, so you started the blog, you're doing it for a couple years and you're yeah. starting to see that you're actually making some income. So how did you make that full-time switch to being, you know, a full-time blogger? Um, it, it kind of two things happened at once. I, I, the more that the blog was taken off, the more time I started dedicating to it. Um, and at one point I was probably working about 40 hours a week on the blog, like nights and weekends. Um, and then I had my nine to five too, which sometimes I would do my blog work there too. Um, but eventually like I was working 78, 70 to 80 hours a week and my wife like noticed that I was, you know, starting to like burn out and I wasn't like, I'm like, I started paying attention to work more than life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, look, you got to kind of make a decision here. So I figured, well, I can't stop the blog because it's taken off and it's like the only thing I'm actually like passionate about. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I started saving. I, my goal is for in six months to save like forty or fifty thousand in cash and 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 quit, and then I'd have a little you know emergency fund sa- saved up, and I can try and see if I could do it full time. Um, I go into work, and all these people are like staring at me, and it's like this weird. I don't know. It's really weird, and I'm like, well, man, everyone knows that I'm gonna like put in like two weeks. You know, right. like maybe they caught on to the blog because I would blog at work, and that's how I was anonymous, so that. I can say whatever I wanted to say and be, you know, totally transparent about work, about money, everything. But none of them knew at work. Right. Um, so I thought I, I was caught. So I go in and they, I actually get called into the office and I get laid off. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm the one supposed to be doing this. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so literally that day forward, I was, you know, a full time blogger. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. Which is good because I hate decisions like big decisions. <laughs> I like them made for me in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so that kind of pushed me out the door. And my wife was like, you know what? Like, try this for six months. If it, if it doesn't work, go get a job. And you know, I haven't had to get one yet. So <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and not only have you been blogging for, you know, what, seven years now, um, you've been blogging a ton. Like I, I've been doing it since 2012 and I think I have a total of like 60 posts or 63 posts or something. And right. that includes all the podcast episodes and everything else. And, um, and you, you were doing what, six, six, a day, six a week. And then for the yeah. first, how many years? And then now you're down to three a week or yeah, I was doing about five to six every week for six years. In the last year, year and a half, I went down to three. Um, and I think for me, like I'm like again, like I'm not much of a writer and big picture thinker kind of person. Like I admire people like you that can like sit down and just have this really detailed, super helpful, powerful like punch. You know, for me, like if I sit down and try and do that, like I just can't. I, I just I don't work that way. So I like kind of fun blurbs here and there. I guess I would describe them. 
Um, and so for me, like just getting in the habit of writing every day is like the only thing that kind of kept my site going and, and all the success that I've had was just from keeping that habit, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. And I can, you know, I can tell just from going from five to three, it's harder for me to write now. It's a lot harder. Yeah. Even though I do less because I have those days in between and then it, for some reason, like I get lazy. I I don't know. Right. Um, so yeah, Yeah. I think I have like 1900 posts now at this point. 1900. (laughs) And all of them aren't that great. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. I actually, over the last few weeks, I've been, I've been wanting to focus more on, you know, some of my bigger goals and make project, just make a little bit of progress toward them every day. And I've started, um, you know, I set aside an hour for each of them every day. And yeah, it's so much easier. Just like, I know, I know exactly what I'm doing at this hour of every day. And it, it's not, you know, I don't, I don't have to make that decision or I don't have to find the motivation. Cause it's like, well, that's what I'm doing. And, um, getting yeah. started is the hardest part. And then once I'm started, then it's, you know, I get a lot done, but I, I think that's, uh, that's made a big, impact of me so i can see what you're what you mean about blogging every day and how it'd be easier yeah i think it's like a habit thing too like what isn't there there was like some like jerry seinfeld thing i can't remember exactly what someone asked him what was it like don't break the chain or something yeah yeah don't break the chain like like someone asked him like what your best tip is for comedic writers and you still like write jokes every single day like don't ever skip a day of writing jokes um it's good though it's true and it it helps to form habits too right like in those like when i was working the 80 hours a week too there were days where i didn't want to write you know and this is where like some bloggers differ like either some people like i'm only going to write when i have something awesome to say um, and then I say, no, like I'm going to write cause I have a scheduled, you know, post to do. Mm-hmm. So there'd be times where it'd be midnight and I, you know, in the early stages, I go to bed and then be like, crap, I totally forgot to write my post for tomorrow. And I'd get out of bed and make sure I do. Like I would not go to bed until it's done. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew if I skipped one, I'd start it. I would just be like a, a downward slope, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, it's been fun though. That's yeah, it's amazing. So, so you've been doing it for so long and you've had, you know, whatever you said, 1600 posts or something crazy. So, yeah. uh, you've obviously probably seen some trends in personal finance over the years. Um, you know, maybe the, you know, the, the early retirements obviously taking off over the last few years. And even I've seen that since 2012. Um, yeah. is there any, anything yeah. else that you've noticed or anything, uh, that you've picked up along the way that be worth sharing. Cause you, you obviously have a ton of experience in the space. Um, I don't know about trends. I was going to say the early retirement, like I don't remember any of that when I started in 08. Um, I think, I think the only trend that I'm kind of seeing, which is, I kind of I don't like it. This is going to might sound hypocritical is like most people, like a lot of days now I see a lot of bloggers starting to blog to make money. Mm. Right. Like they're in it to like, oh, I, I know you can make money blogging. This sounds like a fun, easy job. I'm going to go do it. And then all the articles are all on like pimping stuff to make money, right? right. And, and obviously like I make money doing it, so I can only say so much. But the, all the people that are successful that I know, right, like you, Mr. Money Mustache, a lot of these like, you know, even the earlier Simple Doll or Get Rich Slowly, these are all people that started blogging because they were passionate or they wanted to get an idea out. They didn't do it to make money or to like create like this awesome business online, right? Right? Like, and I think for me, like that's the biggest difference. Like, I I was doing um, I coached bloggers every now and then for over a few years. Um, and as soon as someone says, "Hey, I want to make money blogging," 
I'm like, you know what? There's so many other avenues you can make money faster and a lot more than blogging. You better love it. (laughs) Oh, exactly. If I calculated, yeah, my hourly rates for what what I've made, I I can't even imagine how low that would be. But yeah, and yeah, you're exactly right. You have to love it because there's there's no way you could, especially at the output level that you're at. um, Even at mine, I couldn't do it unless I really was interested in it. So. So yeah, I, I imagine these sites would probably just fizzle out after a while, unless unless they started making a ton of money, and then uh, then I guess that would motivate anybody to keep going. I guess. Yeah, and you know, and it, it is a slippery slope because there's a lot of things that I know I can write about or or uh, put a product on my site today, and I can make like literally, like if I really wanted to, you could probably make like five grand like today if I wrote this thing, right. right? But but then it goes against like there's some things that make money that might not necessarily be in the best interest of of what you believe in or your readers, um, and so it becomes a slippery slope. Like I knew someone back in man 2009 2010. Like they had an awesome community, like engagement. It was just a really awesome site. It was fun to read. I was learning. There was a lot of good people there. And then the person found out how to make money, which is fine. Again, you know, and, and if you do it in the right way. Um, and this person like just went all out. And I met them in person years ago. And they said, you know what? It was honestly a decision between do I want like a big community and, and kind of just fun or do I want money? And they constantly made the choice of money. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they like, they, I think they're making 150, 200 grand off Whoa. of this thing a year. Um, and to them, that was worth like, they didn't care about the community or the people. They wanted the money. And so they consciously made that switch, right. you know, which is again, like, that was their decision. But like, for me, like I'm not in it for the money. Like, like you said, like I probably make like 15 cents an hour if <laughs> right. I actually like try and do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and I also don't take advantage. Like the nice thing with blogging, like if you have an idea to say and you're passionate about it, you mostly a lot of people make money off of stuff offside of their blog, whether they're freelancing or speaking or coaching or writing books, right? Sure. Um, so there's tons of opportunities to make money, not even on the blog, which is awesome. I mean, that was like the number one thing for me, like opportunity. I had no idea the opportunities online if you had a site, like nothing. Right. You know, I didn't even know you could make money when I started mine, to be honest with you. Um, you know, but the opportunities that come are huge. So if you are passionate about a subject, what doesn't matter if it's money or whatever, and you become, you know, someone online that, that people like look to as quote, like an expert or whatever, um, you know, you have a, a shot of, of doing pretty well, but, but you really got to live and breathe it and, you know, be happy about this talking yeah. about this stuff. No, I completely agree. And yeah, as you said before, like, you know, the in-person, uh, connections that you make through the site are are definitely the most rewarding thing about it so so yeah yes. choosing choosing an extra 500 bucks and selling out your audience to 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 make that money just just doesn't make sense when it's when yeah the most yeah. rewarding part that i've found definitely is yeah the the people and getting cool opportunities to hang out with interesting people Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, all my friends are now online. Like, more people call me J Money than, like, my real name. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm okay with it. At least we're all, like, in the same kind of, you know, path. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I just, uh, yeah, I went to a, a meetup recently and met a lot of really cool people. And, um, and yeah, and yeah, they asked for you know my Facebook account and like my personal one, and you know I'm you know, they're pretty pretty my personal life and my mad scientist life have been pretty separate. Um, yeah. But I realized I was like you know I really connect better with these people than I do my real friends these days because we're just such on different you know on different paths. That I was right. like yeah of course I'll, I'll you know of course 
become friends with these people on Facebook or whatever, or, you know, share my personal email and stuff. It just makes a lot more sense because, yeah, the, it, it's, yeah, you, I just connect so much better and we have much more things in common. So it's, oh, very, yeah. it's very cool. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so that, so that's one bad trend. Is there any sort of, uh, <laughs> obviously you write about a lot of really cool technology that's emerged, uh, in personal finance and stuff. Uh, is there any standouts there? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, the last year or two, I've been kind of, so the first like five or six years of me blogging was just kind of going with the flow and talking about money just as I come across it kind of thing. Um, and the last year I kind of realized, you know what, like I should probably as a, as a financial blogger pay attention to the new technology stuff that's out there. Um, and I'm, I'm very not, I don't know if it's lazy or just like when I find something I like, I stick with it and I usually ignore everything else. Um, but because of that, like I wouldn't, you know, if I've kept doing that, I wouldn't have found the early retirement community. I wouldn't have, um, done a lot of these challenges and experiments I'm trying now. Um, and so one of them that I've been trying to do is just like sign up to a lot more technology stuff to, to give them a test. Um, and so the, that a couple that I've done this year that I just love, um, is digit. And then Acorns um, and Digit. What it does is you you, che- you sign up to your checking account, um, and it pretty much like their their algorithms will analyze your spending and income. And every few days, it'll literally like transfer out five dollars, six dollars, twelve dollars, like a little incremental amounts into a savings account for you. Nice. Um, and that's it. Like <laughs> you just sign up once, and if you literally did nothing else you'd have this account that just builds up, you know, by the month, depending on how you're spending an income and everything. Right. Um, and so it's really automatic and really, and it all uses text messaging. So every morning it'll text me like what my checking account balance is. So I'm always like in the know, um, you can transfer the money out anytime you want. It's just a really good tool to save. If you suck at saving or you need to be better, um, or you're just trying to like trick yourself into stashing money aside for like, you know, a vacation or whatever it is. Um, but what I, yeah, it's really cool. What I like the most is that like, this is just the beginning. So, so in full transparency, like I started using the product, I fell in love with it. The the founder said, Hey, look, do you want to come on board as an advisor? Help us, you know, finesse this a little bit and mainly like stay, you know, be like the, the point of contact for the financial blogger world. Um, so because of that, uh, and I only said yes, cause I freaking love the product. I think I have like $2,300 saved in the last 10 months. Wow. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good at saving. So that tells you like, if I sucked at it, there'd be a lot more in there. Right? Right. <laughs> um, and so, and so what, what I like is that the, the guy's vision, Ethan, like he's like, this is the beginning. This is saving. Like imagine if we automated like other departments in our life, like in banking, right? Because you got debt, right? Millions of people in crazy debt. Mm-hmm. You got investing. You have um, insurance. You have all these different avenues. And, and like uh, the idea that you can save this money aside, that is right now it's just sitting there, right? You can pull it out anytime you want, like whatever. But if that, what if that money was then optimized to, let's say, pay off debt? Right. Or invest on your behalf. Like you could see how like the vision of what the future could be in banking in general. And these guys are the ones that are trying to like kind of pioneer and disrupt the um, just the, the, the stupidness of how banks are today. Pretty much. Nice. You know, that's really cool. And uh, how about Acorns? Yeah. So Acorns is similar in, in that it's automatic. Uh, so what they do is you set up your, your account with them one time um, and anytime you make a purchase, they'll update your uh, or they'll round up to the nearest dollar and drop those pennies or quarters into an investment portfolio for you um 
Yeah, so like if you swipe, you know, depending on how much you shop, of course. Like I, I average around twenty or thirty dollars a month just from like spare change going into an investment account. Um, and and they help you with you know like what kind of you know risk tolerance and all that kind of stuff. But if you suck at investing or just need to get started, that's an easy way to do it too. That's cool. I remember back in the day, Bank of America used to do that with their debit card for like a yep. few a few months or something. And yeah, it yeah. Was like, Is it not going anymore? I don't think so because yeah, it became a, or I think it may be still going, but they used to match it. So if you uh, spent a dollar and one cents, ninety nine cents from your checking account would go, and they would match that ninety nine cents. So like uh, I became obsessed uh, and I was just going <laughs> mental with it and it was you know completely insignificant <laughs> amounts of money but I was like man free money from Bank of America this is the best hell yeah hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's cool man yeah that's uh, I'll put links to both of those in the show notes and people can yeah. can go check well them and out. I think I think that's like what's I think the technology is now trying to make it super especially with smartphones you know and like most people. Like it's not that well, I mean some of us are lazy, but some people just need to be told what to do or just do it for them, yeah. you know. And that was like the biggest thing when I started coaching. Um, I did money coaching too for a little while, um, and there'd be smart people like 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 lawyers, doctors, people making like hundreds of thousands, and they were like they were just making so many decisions on a daily basis. Like they they knew they had to be better with money, but they're just like, look, I need you just to tell me like you know my goals, tell me what to do. I'm gonna just I'll just do it. You know, and it's crazy because these are highly sophisticated people that suck at managing their money, yep. but they, but, they, but they, they're tapped out with trying to like optimize and make every decision of their whole entire life. Right. And it's why you see like Obama and all these people like picking, like wearing the same outfit all the time. Right. Like that's a whole new trend too. Like in minimalism, you yeah. wear like the same outfit every day, the whole year. It, it, it's one less decision to make. Right. <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. I the love it. Decision <laughs> fatigue and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that man. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, cool. that's yeah. Minimalism is a new trend I've seen that's crept into personal finance. Um, I mean, even a more an extreme one that I just stumbled across a couple months ago is um, like the no waste, the zero waste movement. Oh, really? I don't know if you've heard of that one. No, tell me more about that. Yeah, that's this girl Bia, um, zero waste movement or zero waste home dot com, I believe it is. Um, she and she's a family of four, and in one year of tr- like of the amount of trash that she produced, filled in like one tiny like mason jar for the whole <laughs> family of four in one. It's insane. Wow, so, zero um, waste home. Yeah, zero waste home. All right, I'll link to uh, that as well. <laughs> so, but the concept is like a lot of us just throw away stuff, and we don't pay attention to what we buy and consume, and it all goes in landfills and bad for their environment. You know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not like a environmental like I, I i try my best but i think what's interesting about this is that it just got it just gets you to stop and like make conscious choices of what you're doing um and like like i started composting because of her i've never like just the idea that you can put something into the ground and have it like be good right. for the earth you know like all these like little things that really like instead of the trash i just put it in a compost composting bin right like it's real simple to do yeah. um but she actually her and her family when she got down this path like they started saving i think they saved like 30 or 40 percent if not more just based on changing habits and like they had a big home they they minimalized their home to like have less output um, it's, it's really interesting that the, there's a lot of, I guess, like hardcore lifestyles. That's you right. know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Even early about, retirement. Right, you know? right. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's quite a bit of overlap uh, with oh, the early yeah. retirement and zero waste home. I'm sure, uh, yeah, they match up nicely. And yeah, it, it's fun reading about 
you know, you may not want to be that extreme, like, you know, extreme early retirement, uh, yes. Jacob or anything, but it's good to realize that those people are out there doing that, those things. So when you feel like you can't cut back as much as you think you can, then these people push you to just do a little bit more, which is great. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think you hit, you hit it on. If you can, like, if there's certain lifestyles that you like, like I like minimalism, I like early retirement, I like zero waste. Like I can't do any of those to the extreme because I just not, especially with kids and a wife that aren't that is far away from the, my lifestyle, like my mentality, yeah. you know, so you pick and choose the ones and combine them into your own better lifestyle for you, you know? Yeah. No, uh, that's great know. advice. Um, yeah. you, and you mentioned challenges. Uh, that's yes. something else I wanted to talk to you about. Cause, uh, you wrote an amazing post, uh, called become a mad scientist with your money. Um, and not just because you gave me a really nice shout out at the beginning. <laughs> that actually is one of my favorite posts you wrote. Um, so that, that was definitely icing on the cake. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, you, you've just been challenging everything over the last year. Um, and you've definitely inspired me to, to start challenging more because I realized I was pretty much in a, you know, set in my ways. And uh, right. can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you've been challenging and what, what the outcome's been? Yeah, in a nutshell, um, actually, it was something Mr. Money Mustache said about like I've always been on the side of earning more income most of my life. Like I thought, like the more I earn, the more I can save and do everything else. And I think like people that are in this early retirement thing is it's kind of getting me to think more about the expenses part. You know, like I, for example, like so to, to unwind a little bit, I for one year I decided to um, challenge most of my recurring bills. Um, so my phone, my iPhone at the time, my car insurance, um, my cable, you know, stuff that's like every month I'm so used to over the years without thinking. Like I, I paid like $170, $80 a month for our iPhones for like five years or four years or something, right? Oh, yeah. And I just, I just the way it was, you know? Um, and, and so Mr. Money Mustache one time said, hey, like the, the, if, if like every amount that you don't have to spend to live, like, or what is it like for like as much as you cut off in expenses, like you don't need to earn to live down the road, something like that. Like I'm totally butchering it. Right. right. Yeah, so you like, save, you not only save the money up front, but you don't have to accumulate money to pay for that expense for the rest of your life. Pretty much. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But very well. Done. That's why you're the podcast podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I never really thought about that. Like I just assumed I was going to need millions of dollars to retire one day, you know, but it's true. If my, if I, my lifestyle costs a thousand a month versus 10,000 a month, I can retire a lot earlier. Sure. Right. Um, and so I just started looking around at all the things in my life that I took for granted that I could probably do better if I actually paid attention. The iPhone was first. So I, you know, I kept hearing about Republic Wireless and I was like, you know what? All I care about on this phone is, you know, I need it to call. I want to text. I want to send pictures, you know, and because of our lifestyle, like I want Internet. Right. Um, and so I went with Republic Wireless, um, which is a famous, uh, 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 popular one amongst us financial bloggers. Um, and so I went down from like $180 now to $50 a month for the wife and I, um, which is $130 savings every month, which is crazy. Right. right. And so, and at first my wife was like, no way in hell you're not giving, getting rid of my iPhone. And I thought the same thing. Like that was like, that was it. Like there was no question about it. Right. Um, but so what I did is I created a separate account and every time I, I cut back expenses recurring, whatever the difference was, I would transfer into a separate account and so I could watch it build up. And that one habit alone, like changed everything because I saw every month that I had Republic, 
that I was saving $130 or whatever it was uh-huh. adding on top of each other. And so anytime my wife was like, oh, like, oh, I wish all oh, this phone doesn't do what the iPhone did or whatever, right? I'd be like, well, here's, look at our bank account. There's like 500 bucks in there. And I was like, what would you rather have? $500 or this one feature of the iPhone? That's really you know? good. That it's crazy. Good. And so, so like that over the year between the phone, cable stuff, um, I started selling stuff. Like I literally look around my home and I think, what would I rather have? That item sitting here collecting dust or cash, you know? Right. And mostly I pick cash. So in the year of me doing this challenging, all these aspects of my life, I, I made 5,400 something, which pretty much was almost exact to maxing out a Roth IRA. Right. So I got like a free Roth IRA. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really good. And yeah. you, you, you've even gone crazier with it though, right? Like we were chatting at the last conference in Charlotte and you were saying like you, you're even considering like selling things that you think you really, really want or really enjoy yes. or really enjoy having just to see what it's like. Is it, talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so there's certain objects that we all have that like, kind of like the iPhone, there's like no way in hell I'd ever get rid of that, right? But like once I got going at the easy stuff, because there's a lot of stuff we have in basements and stuff that we could easily get rid of and we won't miss it, right? right. So, so but, but you, you only have so much stuff until you're, you're done with that. So I started looking at like pictures on the wall or things that like I really liked a lot that I, want, that I didn't necessarily want to get rid of all the way, but I wanted to see how I felt if I did. So I started with one or two things and I kept, maybe I just got like on a high, but I started like not caring about things in general, you know, because it's just crazy. So like my bookshelf, I have like three bookshelves next to each other. I wanted to make it like an old vintage, like old school, like library den kind of place in my house. Yeah. Packed to the brim full of old books I've never read just because I like the way they look. Right. Um, now I'm down to like 15 instead of like probably like 300, for wow. example. Um, and so, so I have the cash, which is fine, but then I started thinking like, like, what do I actually care about in my life? That's a physical item, right? Like I care about my kids and my wife, you know, but the only other thing left, um, is I'm a coin collector. Like I love coins and the history of coins. Like I have this, this tobacco box full of like old coins from like 17, 18, early 1900s. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're worth something like they're, you know, maybe a few thousand dollars worth total. They're not worth a ton, but they're, they're something right. Like I collected them over the years. Um, and the idea I had was like, what if I like, like, what if I got rid of the one thing that like I care about the most, that's an item, you know, right. and what would that look like? And so like, I've been flirting with this idea. It's been a few months. I still haven't gotten rid of them. Um, but like, that's like the ultimate thing where I feel like I'm really challenging, like all the parts and at least in the things that I own, you know? Um, and, and someone mentioned the only reason I kind of stopped thinking a little bit, someone said it might be good to like pass them down to my kids to like enjoy the hobby of coin collecting. Mm. Um, you know, and that's like, you know, that, that whole sentimental thing is another part that's hard to kind of grasp all the way I'm working on. Um, you know, but, but in general, like challenging your bills and your things, for me, like it started infiltrating my life more, mm-hmm. even to the point where I'm now challenging, hey, like how long do you want to blog for? You know, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Like it, it, it gets you in the mindset of stop, like of just doing status quo all day long until you wake up. You're like, oh shit, I'm 60 and <laughs> oh, I haven't paid attention. Right. <laughs> no, and, and you've even done some lifestyle stuff like you've started waking up at 5 a.m. every day. Are you still doing that? Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, today was number 79, the 79th <laughs> work, work day in a row of waking up at 5. Sometimes I lay in bed till 5.30 and physically get up. Um, but yeah, like I, it, 
Yeah. The, the, every, now, so now when I wake up early, like I notice I set the, time, the, the nice tone for the day, right? Everyone's sleeping. You can like have peace to think, to pray, to, to strategize, whatever you want. It's like your time that no one can take away from you. you know? That's um, really cool. So you've been loving it. I've been loving it. And the only reason I know it's day number 79 is I have a journal every day. I write the day in it just to make me feel good. Right? It's like the habit, right? Yeah, right. If I sleep in, now I do sleep in on the weekends because my wife said, and I agree, I'll probably like get too hardcore about it. Yeah. Um, but come Sunday night, it's amazing how excited I am to wake up <laughs> at like 5 a.m., which is crazy. Who does that? <laughs> That's so good, man. Have you, are there any other ones that I may have not read about that are worth mentioning or? Um, I started, I was bad at drinking water. Um, and so my brother found like this water bottle jug that like had like eight cups worth of water. It could fill in there. Um, and he told me, I'm like, why are you bringing this like big ass like bottle everywhere you go? <laughs> and he's like, I, I, I filled up in the beginning and at the end of the day, it has to be drunk the whole thing. And then I know I got like my proper water amount. Right. right? And so I started doing that. It's like right, literally right next to me right now. It's still like really full. Um, but, but, but that's the only way for me to be like totally hydrated is by just filling this one thing up. And at the end of the day, it's gone, you know, that's great. Um, that's that's a, really helpful. Yeah. That's so good. And yeah, that's, that's an important lesson. I think, yeah, just set yourself up to easy know, ways, right. To easy way not to fail or easy ways to succeed. Um, yeah, yeah. just like, uh, just like the, yeah, I guess like the, you know, your diet battle isn't fought in your kitchen it's fought at the grocery store you know it's oh, like <laughs> just don't I buy know. the stuff and set yourself up for failure and you know. uh, yeah so that's that's a really good lesson that's awesome so so that's been going strong too yeah that's been it's been um almost two years now um yeah last week i dropped it on the floor by accident and it broke and shattered all over the place <laughs> so i went like three days until i went back to the store to buy one and I felt like crap, man. Really? Because I had because like, I drink a lot of coffee, and without the water hydrating, I mean, it was yeah. So I got to that store, and they had like little mini bottles for like kids. Because my my boys, I have a three year old and a one and a half, and they love water bottles, and they kept wanting to drink my big one, but like they topple over. It's so big. Right. Like I'll make two mini ones. They're so cute, <laughs> and they can walk around like drinking their little waters. <laughs> Just like that. Oh God, yeah, it pulls me, man. That's awesome. That's yeah. really good. But, you know, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of habits that um, it's funny when you stop to pay attention or, you know, I think one that I really want to try is stopping using the credit card and just using cash or debit mm-hmm. and seeing like, you know, because there's always those things that you spend like 40% more if you use credit card, even if you pay it off, all those kind of studies, you know, um, I, I, I'm, I haven't tried it yet, but that's one that I'm kind of, you know, toying with. Nice. Any other ones that you're, you're on the horizon there? Oh, I feel like there is. I just can't think right now. I haven't, haven't drank all this water yet. My coffee is <laughs> freaking my brain. <laughs> nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great thing. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be trying to, to do more of that. And yeah, actually talking to you in Charlotte is, you know, a reason why I'm doing a lot more of these podcasts and stuff. I'm just like, Terrific. yeah, just challenging, doing more yeah, in these daily habits of, uh, you know, like I said, an hour a day of each of my big goals. I think, uh, yeah, you inspired me with your, your challenge, awesome. everything and, you know, start doing better habits. Cause yeah, habits, once they're habits, it's a piece of cake. Um, Oh yeah. Which is, yeah, to, that's the hard part is, is getting to that point of, of wanting to do it or seeing, I think like seeing the progress, you know, and, um, you know, Oh, I know I did, I did start something else too. So I used to not, um, 
like because we're online so much, like you consume so much. Actually, any person, whether you're a blogger or not, like you have Facebook and they have ads and then you have like all the news sources. Like you have so much stuff mm -hmm. that's like cluttering your brain, you know. Um, and so I literally like like in my personal life, I got rid of Twitter. I got rid of I got rid of all the things that was just like making me feel worse. Like when I was there. You know, like even Facebook today, if I get on there for my blog stuff, like for whatever reason, I never leave Facebook happier than when I got there. Right, uh, yes. It's really crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, like I'm, I'm more in tune of what's making me happy. Even if they're like, think, like, like sometimes someone will like say something positive they did. And mostly I'm a positive guy. I'm like, yeah, way to go. Congratulations. But sometimes you get jealous, right? Like it's nature. Right. You know? And so even if I catch myself being jealous all the time, if I'm doing something, like I just have to stop doing it because it just kills me, it eats at me, yeah. you know, or if like they're like being negative all the time and then that eats at you. Um, and so anyways, I, um, I got rid of mo a lot. Like I try and stay away from social media as much as possible outside of work related stuff. Um, but because of that, the downside is you never know what the hell is going on in the world. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like I, I never know like if there's like earthquakes, if there's like this ISIS stuff took me forever, like days to find out that, right. The Paris thing I didn't know for a while. Right. Um, and so, um, what I've, what I'm kind of stumbling across is there's a lot of like, like curation is really big online now. Um, and I even have rockstar finance, which I curate the best personal finance articles is like the whole theme of that site. Um, and so I found like, um, I found places where you can get news that's like someone else out there is seeing it all, digesting it all, and then presenting it to you in an email really nicely and simply. Um, so you don't have to scour the web for the news pretty much. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah no, so that's, that's a great, how did you drop Facebook, your personal Facebook? Did you just stop posting or did you delete your account or what? I deleted, I deleted the You whole deleted account. it. Yeah, I nice. Do. I'm I'm so tempted, yeah, because <laughs> it's just yeah. I exactly what you said. I never leave there happier than when I got there, um, but yeah. it's so easy to just get get on there and just see what try to see what everybody's up to. But it's just oh yeah, it's just it's terrible. And even yeah, even the happy stuff. It's like then you're comparing your life, you know, right. your normal life to somebody else's like highlights of their life and that, that's exactly. never good um, yeah and most people only talk they most people only share the awesome kick-ass things oh i'm on a trip to naruba oh i made a million dollars right they fail to put all the crappy things that are going in their life so you feel like they're awesome <laughs> right exactly <laughs> All right. Well, that I, I think I just accepted another one of your challenges. I think I delete it. I'm gonna just delete the whole thing. Um, oh man! Yeah, because there's and it's not productive at all. Like I would rather see my friends or call them and like yes. get a get a proper update than just you know eavesdrop on whatever highlights they have. So yes, right. yes, yes. Oh, and along that line, if you want to take it hardcore, you can also like not pick up your phone in your house. <laughs> that's early on like your cell phone like you nice. can call yeah. you can't get on internet or check email or instagram or twitter or any of that stuff nice. that's that's a, I've, I've started not doing it in i like at night and in the morning i'm not allowed to go on there when i'm around a physical human being like whether it's my kid that doesn't even know what i'm doing like i'm i'm not on the phone right. um that's a really big helpful too because that my feet like Honestly, like people are just so addicted and I was too, like only because I've been challenging stuff, I'm realizing how addicted I was to all this stuff that doesn't really matter in life, yeah. you know? And I, I like, and even like waiting in like the worst is like when you wait in line at like the cash register or shop, whatever you're doing and you look around and everyone is on their phones, right? right. Because, and it makes sense. Like you're, you don't want to be bored, right? 
And so now it's even more annoying for me because I'm not on there and I see everyone else doing it. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that reminds me of another challenge that I've, that I started trying to do since, uh, since I saw you in FinCon. Um, just be more personable. Like I'm like, I'm the guy that comes into the store and buys the thing and just gives the money and doesn't really say anything. But I've, I really started trying to make an effort to like engage normal oh. strangers in conversation. And it's just been, it's been amazing. It's like, yes, you have all these like really nice little parts of your day where you're actually talking to people um, and like connecting with people on a, you know, a nice level, you know, it's not obviously not a deep nice. level, but <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's a great one. Man. Yeah, it's, like it's been great. And yeah, and obviously the phone would get in in the way of that uh, big time. But uh, but yeah, it's a... Uh, I like that one. Cool, man. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah. I you, know, really, you know what's funny with that one is I, when I lived in New York um, years ago, this was even before cell phones, but everyone's like always in a rush and going fast-paced walking down the streets and whatnot. And I remember one day, like this pretty girl admittedly and I just said hi I don't know why I just like looked at I said hi and I kept walking and she stopped this is like no joke she stopped and hugged me and said it said I was the very first person to talk to her like living there like she was living there for a whole month and no one ever said hi to her or said anything to her in the whole month of living there no I was way. the first person and I was like oh yeah that is amazing yeah that's yeah. so good crazy <laughs> that is cool yeah so uh so yeah everyone hopefully we can uh yeah you're already starting the movement of uh away from you know looking at your phone and obviously yeah. being personable at these conferences and so yeah hopefully it hopefully it spreads but yeah i think that's a great call just setting down your phone um i've, I've, I've been trying to take all that sort of stuff that um, is not productive off of my laptop. So it's like, all right, I, I only do things on my phone. I only consume things on my phone because usually when I'm on my phone, it's in some sort of, uh, place where I couldn't be productive anyway. But I like, I like the idea of just, just not consuming as much in, in general. And then using those times when I would be looking on my phone to yeah engage other people around me, which is a lot more rewarding. Yeah. And, so, and you'll notice too, like my biggest fear, especially with kids is, is how fast time goes. Right. Um, like it just speeds up, especially if you wake up and you're on the phone checking and then you rush and then you get to work and you're doing more work then you're home and then you're checking at night and then there's stuff that, like it just never ends, right? It keeps going. Yeah. Um, and like when you're off of the phone, even though it's weird because it's quiet and you only have like, especially like if you're in bed, like you only have time to think, right? Cause you're not looking at the phone or maybe doing other stuff with your, with your partner. <laughs> um, but you know, like it's, it just slows down and then you like a pre, you just appreciate it more. Right. And that's like the biggest thing, the 5am thing was just appreciating time. Like that's the slowest moment of my whole day is when it's dark and I'm sitting in a chair like by myself in my thoughts, right. you know, and sometimes I get antsy and I'm like, all right, I'm done. And I hop on the computer, but I like try and last really long. Right. right yeah. Um, and so, so the, the slowing down of time, like I feel like if you can slow down time and then have more time, you don't need to rush like to like the finish line of, of early retirement or, or your career, whatever it is that you're like, we're always like go, go, go after, you know, our, our goals. Um, it, it helps live more, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. I, I definitely don't take time to just sit there and think about, you know, like, like you just said, maybe that's, maybe that's the next thing I should try. Cause yeah, that, 
She tried, yeah, 5 a.m. tomorrow. I'll text you. <laughs> and, well, we're in different time zones, but yeah, I'll text you whatever it is and make sure you're awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see about yeah, we'll see about the 5 a.m. thing, but uh, but yeah, I'll, I may try that. Now, one thing I've been doing is uh, no screens after 10 p.m., and that's been amazing because I've just been perfect reading a ton of books lately, and yeah, I can fall asleep so much easier without a bunch of stuff on my mind, and um, yes, yeah, it's yes. been so that's been great. So that's something I do do every day, but. Uh, but yeah, we'll see about the uh, the mornings. That would be that'll, you know, that'll, that'll be a big challenge. But as you yeah, said, yeah, the, challenge big. When you start reading, do, do you do you notice anything different when when you're sleep like dreaming? Like, do you dream more by any chance? Oh, I don't know. I, I haven't noticed. No. Okay. So with me, when I because I I start waking up at five, I had to go to bed earlier because I go to bed like twelve or one usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'll be in bed between like ten, ten thirty, eleven. Um, but for whatever reason, whenever I'm sleeping then until five, I, I every single night I have wild, like vivid dreams every night. Really? Like I remember them. Yeah. So, and I don't know if it's because of the time frame I'm sleeping or with REM or however that stuff works. Or maybe, or did you used to not wake up from with an alarm and now you are? Or? Uh, I don't know. I know I used to wake up for my babies crying. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> but it's weird. Yeah, I just have the most vivid dreams, which is like a really random thing to happen. I mean, they're good. Like some of the dreams are bad dreams, but for the most part, they've been good. That's um, really cool. But it's yeah, and I wake up to go to go pee every night for some reason, which I never did before. Because <laughs> so, you're, dr- you're drinking a big thing of water every day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> No, yeah, but no, challenging your stuff up, man. If you can just stop and and look around and oh, it's just I don't know. And it, it even feels stupid me saying this stuff because me a year or two years ago, like I wasn't this person, you know. Right. Um. So it always feels like like I'm a hypocrite or something. But you know, I think I don't know. Once you find something that you love, of course you want to like share it with the world. So yeah, I'm trying yeah. to help a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, I'll link to the Benjamin Franklin 5 a.m. post as well because that's a that's a good one. So um, yeah. That's, That's awesome, sketch. man. So um, I'm going to do a quick uh, little rapid fire since uh, since I know okay. some of your interests. Um, okay. Uh, Tupac or Biggie? Ah, uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm coming I with w- the heat today, boy. <laughs> I, I like Tupac's lyrics better, but I happen to blare more of Biggie's music than I do Tupac. All right, Snoop or Dre? Uh, Snoop. Eminem or Jay-Z? Jay-Z, easy one. Bone Thugs or Wu-Tang? It used to be Bone Thugs. I listened to Wu-Tang for the first time the last six months, and I listen to them almost every single day now, so I'll say Wu-Tang. <laughs> nice. They are the smartest rappers I've ever heard in my entire life. They right. are so smart. Really? All right. I, I, have, I have never got real big into Wu-Tang. I was I'm a big Bone Thugs fan, but uh, I'll have to... Uh, I'll have to put that. They are smart. They are smarter than you and me and all our audience combined. (laughs) (laughs) They are so, I can't even get over it. That's awesome. All right. Well, yeah, I'll start checking them out uh, during the day. Um, (laughs) Cool. Um, I I usually end all of my interviews with, you know, like one piece of advice you'd give somebody on the path to financial independence. So, uh, so what would it be? The thing that's helped me the most and just a little background, I'm like, like a lot of you guys and the people you've had on the podcast are already in early retirement or can hit the button anytime you want. I'm like still like, like far, far away, like 10 years out. Um, and so for me that the number, the number one thing that really helped me manage my money and get motivated was tracking my net worth. 
That's like the first thing I recommend anyone. If you're like starting out with money or trying to be better, just know what your net worth is, which is your assets minus your liabilities. Um, it's a real simple calculation, but knowing like that number what was was instrumental for me because every month like I update it and every month I can tell if I'm doing better or worse and like why, you know, like if the debt columns up, then obviously I'm spending more than I should. Right. right. Um, you know, and so it, 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 I like it because if you're paying off debt, it helps you. And if you're saving or investing, it helps you because there's two sections to the equation. Um, but but knowing that number like it, it encapsulates everything like your financial picture is all on the net worth. Um, Absolutely. And, 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 I think a lot of us have ideas in our head of how well we're doing or what our situation is, you know, but, but the numbers, man, the numbers don't lie. It is what it is. And, and that's, <laughs> you know, as long as you're not cheating and you're putting the real copy and pasting the real numbers in there, right. um, you know, so that's been, that's been the biggest thing I've ever done for my money. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And if you want to see Jay money's net worth, he's been tracking it since January, 2008, I think. Uh, and yeah. as you said, every month, so I'll link to, I'll link to his latest net worth, uh, statement, um, cool. in the show notes. And you've also started collecting every, a ton of how many bloggers? So that's like up to a hundred and something now. Yeah. On net on uh, rockstarfinance.com. I have a net worth tracker of other bloggers that are sharing their net worth. And I think it's 185, something like that. Um, everything from negative 130,000, I want to say to two or three and a half million dollars. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's really good. So no matter where you are in the stage of the game, you can kind of find the people above you to motivate you and, and under you to make you feel a little better. And, then, <laughs> you know, the, and, you know, and granted, like we're all in different phases. I mean, like there's so many variables that you can't like ever compare apples to apples, but it's a good, you can learn a lot from the people, how they're getting there or getting out of debt or into the millions. By, by following some of these people. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's a really good quote. Yeah, for yeah, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for yours to be in there. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to decide which way I want to go. I, I'm, yeah, there's no way up. if I if I release my real name, then there's absolutely no way that I'll yeah. I'll be sharing any of that. I'm just too proud. I, I hate talking about money. Like I'm mortified that some of my family members even know that I'm the mad finest because it's just like they sort of then know you know, a rough idea of where I'm at financially. And it just, uh, it just makes me so uncomfortable to think about. But, um, so yeah, I don't know either. I'll stay completely anonymous and share it or I'll come out with my real name and then not share it. So I'm still deciding what to do. It's a hard one, man, because even, yeah, even if you are comfortable and it didn't bother you, people, some people get weird in real life with money. Yeah. You know, Um, I mean, that's why I've been anonymous too. And and my wife still cringes when I post my net worth updates. And I'm not like anywhere near a lot of these people, you know, mine's like 450, 500,000 around there. Um, You know, but, but as time, as time progresses and as I have kids too, like all that privacy stuff gets weird and, right. you know, in real life. So, yeah, um, that's you, weird. Know, you can, you can always divulge more, but you can never take it back. So right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what really freaked me out. Cause yeah, like I, I told my mom just because it was, it was becoming such a big part of my life and like I was going to a conference or something and I was staying with her first and I was like, I got to tell her. And then yeah. I told her and she did the proud mom thing and she sent oh. it out to everyone in my oh, family. No. <gasps> uh, and I was oh, just mortified. And then luckily, I don't think a lot of them read it or have kept up with it. But I, but yeah, it's just and yeah, I've had some weird conversations with certain family members that I, I'm like, am I weirding this out because it's in my head so that I know, you know, or is this actually weird? So 
Um, I will tell you that most people don't care or they don't understand what you're talking about anyways. <laughs> and they, they're like, oh, this is boring. I don't care about money. And they don't even know like the, 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 like how far you're actually like going and, and helping people. So like I have friends, I've been doing, I've told people eight years ago and they still ask me, A, what I do for a living and what my blog is. They don't care. People just don't care. <laughs> right. That's very uh, true. Uh, yeah. So that's probably, yeah. Some people do, obviously. I have had some stalkers and some people I wish I didn't tell. Um, but, but yeah, you're, you're doing good. You, you don't let me pressure you, but when you want to be on that list, I'll gladly put you on. There. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. And speaking of rockstar finance, we haven't really even dove into that very much, but it's an amazing site and you curate three articles a day. Is it just five days yep. a week? Yeah. Monday through Friday we scan. I have a friend that helps me scan a amount of hundred, 200 different articles and pick out a three favorite on money. Uh, it's that, that part hurts with the consuming part. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the next step. But, um, but yeah, the, the point is just to share cool stories on money and, and motivate you, but not all from the same blog. Like, like you and me, like we have good articles and we have bad articles, but like not everything we do is like awesome. Right. Yeah. And even if it was where we have their, our same thoughts on it. Sure. Right. Like we're, we're, you know, so this is a good chance for you to get to know other types of bloggers and journeys that are going on. Um, and it, it really simple, easy way. And, and this, this, what I'm finding it's a lot of the bloggers are man. Someone yesterday emailed me and said they're going to be on like the Today Show now, no um, and the person found them through Rockstar Finance, which is I just love it. You know, that's amazing. Like yeah, I send people away to blogs. Like you're not supposed to do that in the blogging world. You're supposed to keep people on your site and to like like grow your page views. Right. The whole site is set up to send people away. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Amazing. It, like I, I love it because as I've gotten busier and I can't read as many things as I used to be able to. Um, but it's so good because it's you you do a little snippet. And then I can see within, you know, three seconds whether I should click through and read the actual article or not. And because yeah. when I get when I get a full article, I feel like I'm obligated to read the whole thing right, for some right. weird reason. I can't skim very well and I can't just ignore stuff very well. But um, so, yeah, it's perfect for me. Um, and you're yeah. and you're you're curating links of like your favorite blogs as well, which is great. And thank you very much for uh, putting mine on there as well. Uh, yeah, dude, I like your stuff, man. Your your stuff, I, it takes me a while to read because it's uh, a lot of numbers and and smart stuff in there. <laughs> For ADD, it's not the best, but you are doing better with pictures and graphs and stuff. Yeah, now. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, anywhere else uh, people can find you. So obviously, budgetsaresexy.com, rockstarfinance.com. Um, is that the best way? Is there your email address there if anybody wants to get in touch? Or? Yeah, yeah. I have um, jmoney.biz, um, just .biz, um, okay. which is just like a, a pretty, it's like one page of everything that I'm doing and projects I'm working on or consulting on and stuff. Um, um, but yeah, any of those sites you can find me. And I'm on Twitter at Budgets Are Sexy. Uh, Twitter is like my, the one thing that I do spend time on. Cool. Um, so I like that. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. And if anyone has questions, feel free to ping me and Happy to help however I can. Nice. Yeah, I'll link to all that. I'll I'll link to all those sites and your Twitter account on the show notes and everything yeah. so people oh, can Oh, link, link link to Daily Skim or is it theskim.com? I don't know. That's the newsletter I get that tells me the news every oh, morning. Oh, cool. All right, yeah. What, so what is yeah. it? Best Skim or? It's um it's S K I M M Skim. I think it's 
Theskim.com, something like that. I'll just, I'll Google S-K-I-M-M and then I'll put the real link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like, like even like Oprah reads it. It's like every morning it like sends you an email of all the news that you need to know pretty much in a a fun, snarky way. Oh, nice. (laughs) Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, yeah taking the time to talk to me. This was a lot of fun and I'm glad we we finally got around to doing it. And uh, yeah, Yeah. I really appreciate it, man. Cool, man. Have a good day. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. Finance.